I'm Teffer. I'm Bailey. And I'm Caddy. Welcome to Yeah, a show where we talk about young adult lit and what it can teach us at any age. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! yeah. We'd like to take this time to acknowledge that the studio where we record is situated within the traditional and unsurrendered territories of the Ganyangahaga First Nations. As settlers, it's important that we remember that the lands we occupy are not our own, and that we engage in conversations that challenge the colonial mindset. We encourage you this week, like every week, to take some time, today and every day, to reflect on your relationship with the land you live on and the indigenous communities of that area. So you might have noticed this week from the intro that we have Caddy. I'm black. <laughs> Caddy took the summer off and is now back, I think, refreshed and and raring to go for our episode 100. Ready to read. Ready to read. Ready to read. Ready to giggle. Ready to determine who can get it in this quarantine fall. Uh. Excellent. I missed you so much, Caddy. <laughs> and I mean, I assume that at some point we're going to be reading Midnight Sun, so your opinions are going to be very important on that, friend. I know Caddy and I are both I actively wait. reading Midnight Sun. Yes, we are. I have not acquired a copy yet, but I... I'm sure I will at some point soon. Our um, longtime listener and friend of the show, Candace Pye, told us that she will sue if we don't do an episode on Midnight Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, if you pledge at the $25 a month and up level, you can just uh, decree what we... But no. Um, on that note, I want to give a shout out to our newest patron, Megan Jane. Welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you for pledging. Our patrons are our backbone. We're going to send you a cute pin. And for the rest of you, a little reminder that you can still get in on that good, good Patreon special offer magic until the end of August. We have these adorable enamel pins. They are specially designed based on the logo made by Bailey. They are designed and manufactured by a little local artisan. Uh, they're very nice and they don't have pokey backs. So you should definitely head to patreon.com slash yeah podcast and get in on that Patreon offer. And for those of you who don't wear pins, don't, I don't know, have $15, whatever. Uh, if you pledge at any level, you're still getting a super extra special, specially designed by me bookmark. So sign up now also welcome megan we love you yes welcome mm -hmm. thanks for the support you are great so episode 100 we've done a hundred episodes and i was thinking about it and i was like that means we've read a hundred books and then i was like no because not all our episodes are book reviews sometimes we do interviews but then i was like we've done episodes on series We've also done roundup episodes where we talk about multiple books at once. So I feel like it probably evens out. That's very exciting. And I was thinking back to like the very beginning of the show when it was just me and Bailey. And we were kind of like initially just like going to review books we liked, like books we had read and enjoyed, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, I think I think we initially were just sort of like, we should... 
we should make a podcast. That would be fun. What would we make a podcast about? Um, and we were like, we like to read books and talk about them with each other. And then eventually we were like, we should talk about Young and All Lit because it is great and fun and not as frivolous as people think it is. It really isn't. It's such a joy. I'm glad that you two came up with this idea. Yeah, the way I remember it kind of coming to be was that I started dating Tom. Tom Zalatni, our editor and, and uh, the producer of the Upford Network. And Tom was podcasting all the time. And so I was kind of like, what is this podcasting thing? Like, I wasn't really familiar with it. And then I started thinking like, well, I've got this whole recording studio in my apartment. Like, I might as well. If I want to try it, I could try it. And and realized the thing I wanted to talk about was young adult book. And, and like that came through conversations with Bailey, like Bailey said. Uh, but I know it was so funny. So this week I actually had the opportunity to talk to somebody like my job has like little um, employee spotlights for like to showcase something an employee does that's not work related. And somebody interviewed me about the podcast and I was like, this is great timing. I've got like my whole like pitch locked and ready to go because I am thinking about the show so much right now Um, but she asked me like how the show came to be and I was just like you know when I was an English literature major I still wanted to read YA books all the time and I felt like I had to put them in like Faulkner dust jackets on the bus in case I ran into anybody I knew and that's dumb and nobody should feel like they have to do that And it's been very, like, affirming and exciting to have this show and to meet all the other people who also love to read YA, you know, no matter what age they are and the people who are teaching YA. It's just, like, it really gathered steam. And I feel like one of the things that really, like, kind of instigated that was that we found Montreal Yafest, like, immediately after we launched the show. Yeah, I was going to say, like, it's been so, like, really great, yeah, like, getting to talk to other people who read YA and who really care about YA, and also getting to talk to people who write YA and, like, find out about why they write and how they write, and that has been really, really cool. And, yeah, like, we started this show, I think, because we both had this sense that, like, there are really important, like, gifts that YA literature can give, and it... Um, can have a lot of, like, meaning and impact and value uh, for people of all ages. But, like, my my sense of that being the case has just deepened, like, the more books we've read for the show and the more people we've talked to. Um, and so, like, when we started this show, I was already like, yeah, why literature is important. And now I'm like, why literature is important! <laughs> I had a few friends come out as... Yeah, fans, Um, which was really interesting because all of a sudden these, you know, again, like folks you don't necessarily expect to read young adult literature who are like deep, deep down the rabbit hole. And it's been really interesting because it's a fun thing to come together around. I mean, just look at the Twitter uh, YA community that has blown my mind. The Twitter YA community is so exciting to me. It is so nice that when I log on to the Yeah Podcast Twitter account, it's just people talking about YA lit. And that like that makes my heart so happy. Um, I actually had a really fun experience. Like I mentioned before, I was getting interviewed at work for this. And the woman who interviewed me actually said that she listened to the episode on You Should See Me in a Crown. Uh 
to like prepare for the interview and she was like I had no idea young adult lit like is this good that book sounds fantastic I want to borrow it I think I might start reading young adult lit now and I was like yes (laughs) yes come to us we're not even the dark side we're the light fluffy side that's incredible so we are also like yeah we are we are spreading the good news of YA which is which is really fun and exciting to me I love it. I think it's important, and uh, I think we should continue doing it for another few hundred episodes. <laughs> I don't know why I'm laughing like an old, like, like an old smoker today. This is a very new thing, so indulge me. It won't uh, be long. I will get it out of my system. It's just adding a certain texture to the episode. It's you know ambiance. It's moodiness. <laughs> it's depth. <laughs> I also have to say, so first of all, 100 episodes has flown by. It is incredible to me that we're 100 episodes in. Um, I think just because this show is a delight and it really is the high point of my week recording. Um, I'm so delighted that we kept going through the pandemic because when we went online, we really weren't sure if we would be able to go online and we talked about going on hiatus and I've got to say I'm just I'm so happy that we didn't go on a hiatus because this has been like this one continuity of normal life and I get to still see my friends every week and it also feels as though the community around the show has really bloomed since March and I don't know if that's because people our listeners have more time to listen or everybody's spending more time online or something but we've seen such an increase in engagement with our audience And that is so exciting to me because that is always what I envisioned for this show. I think that's always what we envisioned for this show, that we would have a a listener base that we were talking with. And, you know, this is our book club. We want to talk to the other people who are reading these books with us and thinking about these themes with us. And it's been so exciting to just have so much more engagement across all our social media platforms. You know, we're hearing from you more and that's so exciting and especially with this like exciting coming up to the 100th episode push where we've been getting stories from you guys and getting new patrons. It's been so thrilling. But to backtrack a little, I think one of um one of the most exciting things that I think really gave us momentum was having Caddy join us. And then having having Sonia join us for a little bit, having Eunice join us. She can't be here today, but she's been here this summer and it's been so nice. I think every time we add a new voice to the show, it, it just adds so much. And it's wonderful. And we really just want this community to keep growing and keep talking. I'm quite happy that I joined y'all. Mm-hmm. It's like a treat. Uh, to I came for an episode for a Nick Stone book. I remember. Was it? I want to say it was odd. No, one it's out. not odd. One out. Thank you. Um, and it was such a fun experience. Like I, I had such a good time uh, chatting with the two of you, and you know, joining joining in a more like concrete and permanent fashion has been so exciting. Like I love love the challenge of like tackling all these all these books but also the challenge of thinking critically and I'm so grateful for for the fun chats that we've had so far and I can't wait to jump in with Eunice as well uh, because holy moly what a trove of knowledge 
I also really like the like challenge of reading books critically. And I feel like one of the things that this show has brought me uh, that I missed a lot is the exercise of thinking critically. Um, Because when you're a big nerd and you leave college and then you're just like, you can kind of get into a space where you're not thinking critically anymore really about much or like only about things that stress you out like voting and it really is so great to have this exercise where there's a text that and like reading a book a week is something I would absolutely not have consistently been doing for two years without this show kind of wild to me that I've consistently been reading a book a week for two years and the thing that like really kind of puts the cherry on top for me recently I had two weeks where I did not have to read a book for the show And I was like, oh, I can read a book for fun. And I ended up reading a YA book. I was like, maybe I'll read an adult book. Maybe I'll read a nonfiction book. (laughs) Nope. I read A Ballad of Songbirds and and Snakes, Snakes and Songbirds by Suzanne Collins. And it was great. (laughs) I kind of want to call it the alliteration book because holy moly, try to say that title five times fast. Like, that's intense. I really can't wait. I really, 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 really can't wait for the trope of uh, this, of that, and that naming young adult books to pass. I am tired of it. I am weary of it. I don't think I have ever joyfully and willingly read a book with that naming trope. And like, come on, Suzanne Collins. That's not the naming, that's not the naming conceit you have used for the rest of your books. But, you know, this is a prequel, so maybe she's trying to stay current. I don't know. I haven't read it yet, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So, long title aside, it better be good. It, uh, no, it's. I thought it was good. Like, spoilers, but I, I thought it was good. I was impressed. Yeah, so we had you on on out, Odd One Out with Nick Stone, and that was kind of like a funny moment because we were like wrestling at the beginning of the show and I feel really silly like I'm kind of embarrassed about this but I remember at the beginning of the show us being like can we talk about books by black people if we're not black (laughs) and I'm like very grateful and I really think it has been actually the process of making that show that has gotten me to like relax on the white guilt a little bit and um you know, yes, but uh, but I remember <laughs> we were like, well, we have to get a black person to talk about this book, which enter Caddy, which is embarrassing. <laughs> like I am blushing, I am embarrassed about that fact. Uh, but we also, you know, it was also having a a queer person studying sexology to talk about a book that is in it, primarily about human sexuality um yeah and I think like I think what I'm getting at with this confession <laughs> <laughs> is that making this show has made me a better person and has made me examine sort of things that I assume and and really engage with parts of myself that I wouldn't necessarily have otherwise. I think it's a book that's helped me really own my queerness. I think it's a book that's really helped me own my, or not a book. I'm saying a book because I'm so used to talking about books on this show. Mm-hmm. It's an experience that has like really helped me grow. Um, and, you know, that's the critical thinking thing. And that's the diversifying what you're consuming thing. And that's the meeting lots of different people thing. Um, it's just been 
really like wonderful personal growth experience. I I completely agree. I think it's been nice to push myself in my reflections because I mean you you and Bailey are sharp uh, <laughs> can't slip one by y'all and um i actually kind of love that and it's it's it really forces me to read very differently and and you know considering that i'm still in school i'm i'm still like very much in that academic frame but to then apply it to something that is fun uh, something that is pleasurable, such as novels, um, it just brings me, it, it's brought me so much joy. And I feel like it's it's made me a better professional, but it's also made me, um, it's made me think twice about how I frame things and how I word things just out of desire to be, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, like to have the right word. I think I'm thinking in French right now. Like to just say things appropriately, like exactly the opposite of what I'm doing right now. Yeah, I would totally agree. Like the, yeah, just this show has fostered so much like really important personal growth. And yeah, like it really, I think I've always been like, I mean, I've always been someone who can think critically, but I definitely like had a lot more of an ability to sort of turn off my critical thinking when I was reading for pleasure before this show. And, like, sometimes I miss that a little bit. But mostly, like, it's... Yeah, it's fostered such a, like, a different way of reading that's so much more fruitful and, um, yeah, has just led me to, like, question things in really useful ways and also, like Tefer was saying, like, really, like, diversify the kind of stuff that I'm reading and encouraging me to seek out more new things to read... It's wonderful. The only problem is that whenever I read a book that's not for the show, I'm like, but who am I going to talk about this with? <laughs> I love that. I think I, I can just picture you <laughs> just wanting to share. And it kind of brings me joy because I feel like I, I also feel that way. <laughs> I also want to share with y'all every time I read something good. I think every time I every time I see queer content as well, I won't lie, uh, I think about sitting around uh, the table in the studio, RIP hangouts, um, and just kind of like dissecting queerness to the umpteenth, you know, level. And it brings me so much joy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, we didn't start this show to be a queer young adult lit show and I actually recently had to uh, kind of rethink our branding because I was like we've become this show that is definitely about diversity in young adult literature and we're not exclusively about diversity in young adult literature it's really hard I think to not be about diversity when you're talking about young adult literature these days but I, I was like thinking about how we've how we've grown and some of that has been like some of us coming out further and embracing our own identities further and some of that has just been because we've found that the only genre that's talking about these things in as engaged um and and inclusive and deliberate a way is young adult literature and that to me is what's just so special like I think about the timing of the show we started in spring of 2018 and um, The Hate You Give by Angie Thomas had come out about six months earlier 
And I think about how that book has accelerated young adult literature and the development of young adult literature and the market for young adult literature by black women, um, which led to the market for young adult literature by queer people expanding. And it really just young adult lit looks different now than it did when we started. And that is so special. It's so special to have witnessed that for two years and to have been able to talk with the authors who are doing that work and, you know, hear how they're thinking about that work. Um, The fact that we got to interview Nick Stone so early on in her career is like mind blowing to me. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's just, it's been so exciting. Yeah. Like, it, it has been, I, I hadn't thought of it in those terms, but yeah, we really did start this sort of like right when that shift was starting to take place and it's been so incredible to see it. And like, I think definitely like, I, I have I have a little bit of like a memory of thinking when we were starting the show and I think we talked about this when we were starting the show about like really having to like, we were intentionally looking to find books that weren't just like white, straight, YA. Um, Because that's like most of what it, most of what we were sort of like aware of existing at the time. And so we were like, you know, doing the work to try and find books that weren't that. And I feel like now, two years later, it's just, we don't have to try hard at all to, to find books that aren't um, just like centering whiteness and cisness and straightness. Um, And that's like so wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Um, I, I, I don't even know that there's anything to add in the sense that as someone who joined in later, it was the intentionality in the choices that I saw that, that you two were making, that made it really sexy and appealing for me to jump in. Because the last thing I wanted to do was to be like, okay, it's going to be like a bunch of books about boys and their dogs. Um, and... <laughs> All of a sudden, it's like, nope, we're talking, like, Civil War black people, and we're talking about, well, little women, um, but, you know, and, and the tragic tale of how much we hate Amy. But, yeah, it's it's these intentional choices have made this such a an interesting space and a safe space, and I feel really proud about what it is uh, that we've put out there for folks. Agreed. So do you want to hear a little bit of what our listeners had to say? Yes, a thousand times yes. Yeah. We are going to start off with a voice uh, memo that we got from, oh, I did not ask her how to pronounce her name. I would say Regina, but I'm so sorry if I'm pronouncing your name wrong. Oh, she says it in her recording, so we're going to find out if I'm wrong or not in a second. She is from Rio, Brazil. She's been a fan since 2018, uh, follows us on Instagram at Coming, Coming of Books. Her account is great, actually, so if you're interested in Bookstagram, definitely follow Coming of Books. Uh, and without further ado, I'm going to just play this for you. Hey, guys, I am a teacher from Brazil, and my passion for YA has led me to this podcast. The first episode I ever listened to was Dystopian Smackdown, and I just really felt like I was part of the conversation. Since then, I often listen to you guys and make comments out loud. I know, it's embarrassing. You don't even know how many times you guys have made me company. I want to thank you for not only showing how much depth there is in these stories, but how many relevant conversations can be started by discussing a book for young adults. Lots of love from Rio, Regina. 
Uh, so yes, I mispronounced her name. Thank you so much for that. I love this message because I feel like people bring up Dystopian Smackdown like two out of three times that we ask about episodes they like. I mean, it's one of my favorite episodes that we've recorded. And, and we desperately need to do another Smackdown soon. Yes, we desperately do. I cannot wait to smack down my books and join in. Um, but also, that message was the kindest. My heart melted about seven times. Um, thank you. Thank you. And wow, we have friends in Rio. Right. It's been so exciting to see where people are sending these from. Like some are close, some are far. Also, just for those of you who are who are newer to the show, the Dystopian Smackdown is one of our early episodes that you should definitely listen to because we face off uh, Hunger Games and Divergent. Our review of Divergent is one of our most no-holds-barred just mean reviews so if you want to hear bailey and me be really mean which we are not frequently um, you should listen to the dystopian smackdown and it's yeah it's definitely something that we should do again so thank you so much for sending in that memory our next one is from somebody who's near and dear to all of our hearts uh sanya sent in hers by email so I'm gonna read it um Sanya was our summer intern the same summer that Caddy came to join us she was fantastic <clears throat> here is the message from Sanya I'd like to share my favorite memory with yeah podcast it would definitely have to be getting the opportunity to be an intern in summer 2019 and getting to review my first book the love and lies of Roxana Ali by Sabrina Khan I got to be uh which I think is actually Sabina Khan uh, I think that's a typo. It is. <laughs> it's a beating gun. I got to be on a platform where I felt safe and comfortable in expressing my opinions and perspective as a brown Muslim woman. On top of that, it was the first time I got to passionately talk about an important book that tackles the experiences of LGBTQ plus Muslims. All in all, it's a fond memory I look back on, and I cherish the time I had with Yeah Podcast. Thank you for always choosing to cover a diverse range of novels that represent different identities. It's meaningful and I'm proud to have been a part of it. And we are so proud to have had you as a part of it, Sanya. Yeah. Oh, Sanya. She is a gem and a delight. And also that 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 book continues to be like I think one of I I, I can't say favorites, but like I really I really loved reading that book and talking about that book and getting to talk to that author. That makes perfect sense. I mean, it's so fun. And I love it because Sanya and I got to start at the same time. I remember we were both super nervous meeting Teffer at like Starbucks and figuring out what what this was. And what a treat. And I agree with everything she said. That is so nice because I was so nervous meeting you and Sanya at Starbucks. <laughs> Oh, little like, did we know, little did we know it was going to turn into a true love story. Really? And yes, Sabina Khan is one of just the loveliest people. I feel like I can't say one of the loveliest authors we've interviewed because all of them are such cinnamon mm -hmm. buns. Oh my God, everybody is so nice. <laughs> everybody, everybody, nobody has been rude. Everybody has been lovely. But cinnamon buns, really, Jeffer? Yeah, they're like fluffy and sweet. <laughs> You're seeing my mushy side. Um, so, do you want to hear another one? 
Yes, please. So this one is from Catherine Reshi, who is one of our patrons. Hi, Catherine. We got to have her on the show recently. Uh, she is from Michigan, I think. I'm pretty sure. That's right, Bailey, right? That sounds correct. Yeah, I think so. She's from the States anyway. <laughs> so she said... I really wanted to record a voice memo to send in, but time got away from me this week, which is something we can all understand. I just want to say congrats on 100 episodes. I have so many great memories of the show. I can't count the number of times that I've burst out laughing in my car or had the urge to just start responding to what you're saying like it's a real conversation. Some of my favorite moments include the dystopian Smackdown episode and Caddy's incredible narration of the sled scene in the Let It Snow film. <laughs> I also really loved the episode where you talked about books and tea and apples in the fall. So cozy. Thanks for making this podcast, Catherine. Um, I have to say thank you, Catherine, for A, reminding me of Caddy's incredible <laughs> narration of the slide scene, which is truly one of, like, I feel like even Caddy, one of your best moments as an improviser. That was so good. Mm-hmm. Um, and also reminding me of the books and tea episode. Because, like, my memory of that episode, that was an early one as well. I think it was when it was just me and Bailey. And my memory okay. of that episode was us being like, we need a break from reading a full book. Um, mm. <laughs> what can we do? And we came up with this one. And it's really nice to hear that, like, somebody really enjoyed it. And it was nice. Yeah, I just want to say thank you, Catherine, for reminding me of yeah that beautiful narration. Just anytime Caddy narrates anything, it's just wonderful. Uh, <laughs> it's just, it's very good. It's very funny. I always laugh. But also, just like, it was so lovely to have Catherine on the show. And it made me, and like, also listening to these other listener mails is like, reminding me that I just like I wish we could just like have chats with our listeners because they're all also so wonderful and they all have such interesting things that they think about these books and that they want to say about them and and it's just lovely to get to be in a little bit of conversation with all Mm -hmm. of you everything Bailey said um and I hope to narrate more simulated sex scenes in horrible Christmas movies for you all this holiday season (laughs) once again (laughs) I want a show that's just Caddy narrating simulated sex scenes. (laughs) I've I've also got to say, actually, in terms of like, yeah, chatting with our patrons on the Harry Potter series made the Harry Potter series worth it. Mm -hmm. And uh, I know that Patreon now has an option to include... include (laughs) this is this is seeing all over again to include a discord server and that way we could chat with our patrons and Mm -hmm. i know that it's something that's available and that will probably set up at some point in the future so head to patreon.com slash yeah podcast today we pause for these messages (laughs) from our sponsor (laughs) us from our sponsor, we do not get paid to make this show <laughs> unless you pay us. Please help. Please, please help. <laughs> okay, so another message close to home. This is from Candace Pye. Candace uh, guested on the show very early on. Um, she has been just like a longtime engaged listener who responds to things and stuff. Uh, And she is also the one who's going to sue us if we don't review Midnight Sun. (sighs) Candace says, Yeah was the first podcast I ever appeared on. Side note, that's impressive because Candace had her own show for a while. 
My favorite memory from the show is definitely chatting with Teffer in episode 7 about the science behind vampire boners. To Teffer's relief, (laughs) better guests have classed up the joint since then, but hey, (laughs) someone had to ask the important questions about Edward Cullen's situation. Tuning into into Yeah has continued to be an absolute treat. Yeah Lit often gets a bad rap in the literary world, and it is so special that Teffer and Bailey and Caddy have carved out... Sorry, it just says Teffer, and I was like, I just feel like I need to give a shout-out to everybody else who is also doing this work, because it's not just me. Have carved out a space to discuss all the ways in which it is actually really valuable while still being critical and exceedingly entertaining. Congrats on 100 episodes and cheers to 100 more. Love, Candace. Candace, thank you for reminding me about vampire boners, a topic which is on my mind yet again as I read Midnight Sun. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, Candace, I feel like you and I should hang out. Um because we could be friends, and I think I also need to have a conversation about vampire boners. There, I said it. Um, I have so many questions about vampire sexuality. Please do not send us any links about anything. We're fine. Um, But I like this, and I'm going to dive back and go listen to that episode, because I feel like it's going to be beautiful. That was that was the original episode where Candace was like, you have to read Twilight on the show at some point. And then it took you becoming a host, Caddy, for us to finally read Twilight. Who knows? I think Candace might be my soulmate. It's entirely possible, I think. I think so. I think so. Thanks for that message, Candace. That's awesome. I have actually considered asking Candace to be a part of the Midnight Sun episode, uh, in oh. part because I would love to hear Caddy and Candace talk about vampire sexuality. Um, I know she's really busy these days, but we'll we'll try and make that happen. We'll try and make that happen. Uh, That'd be amazing. <laughs> Speaking of Twilight, this might be a terrible idea, or it might be a brilliant idea, which is... I think that we should do a Twilight versus Midnight Sun Smackdown. Sold. Mm, yeah. We can decide who's the more compelling narrator. Yes, I might actually end up with some uh, controversial opinions on this one. We can do this, yes. <gasps> so we're going to move over to Instagram because we got a couple of responses on Instagram as well. Kat McGuire, who is also one of our patrons, um, also a library worker and like... I mean, also Eunice, who we haven't talked to. Anyway. Oh, God. Tom, just make me sound smart, please. Vampire boners. Vampire boners. Thank you for reminding me about vampire boners. I want fruit gummy. Cat uh, McGuire, longtime patron, longtime friend, longtime YA book fan, responded. As a lifelong Anne of Green Gables lover, I loved the episodes you did on the first four books. I really loved hearing dissenting views and new perspectives on the books. I also obviously loved being a guest. Kat was also a guest in the Harry Potter series. Yeah, the Anne of Green Gables series was fun. I really loved reading it with both of you and hearing like the new to this world perspectives on it and like kind of (laughs) delving deeper into it and like thinking critically about books that I really, really love. It was cool. It was fun. It was super fun to crap on those books um, for a couple of weeks. I felt dreadful. Can I be honest? I actually felt terrible 
um, after we finished that series because I, I felt like I, like, crapped all over the Canadiana of it. And, like, while I understand that my opinion has zero impact, um, yeah, there was something really challenging about being like, oh, I don't love this thing that, like, is so popular. Um, but it got better, and that was really nice. I had similar feelings, Caddy. I, like, went into it really wanting to like it, but feeling like I was not going to, and was really pleasantly surprised at how much I liked some of the later books. I mm -hmm. also have this really lovely memory of that series because I was reading it when we were moving my daughter into, like, her big girl room, and I was painting the walls this, like, beautiful, brilliant sky blue and listening mm. to the book on audiobook. And it was, like, early summer. It was just really nice. So I have this, like, very beautiful memory of being in this, like, big sunny room painting it blue and listening to Anne of Green Gables. Yeah, just really nice. Thank you, Kat, for that. Thank you for joining us. It was mm -hmm. super fun having you on the show as well. Uh, I'm so sorry to all of my friends who like love Anne of Green Gables and bond over Anne of Green Gables. I'm, I'm just not there with you. It's okay. I still love you. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, also from Instagram, we had a response from Tom, who simply says, "Every time Caddy says someone can get it," <laughs> which I think is something we can all get behind. <laughs> <laughs> hey now. <laughs> um, that is an incredible compliment. Thank you, Tom. Um, and I promise many, many more people can get it. <laughs> Caddy, I think we can all agree also that you can get it. I can? Yes. Yes! <laughs> oh. <laughs> Dreams do come true. <laughs> and this comment also, I don't know why this one specifically reminded me of it, but I do also have to shout out the fact that this show is what taught me how to pronounce the word segue. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the first the episode where we figured that out, I, it didn't even register to me. I thought you were just saying a word that I didn't know. Tevor was like singing and I was like, I will have to look this up later. I'm not really sure what they're saying. Okay. <laughs> That's very funny. Uh, so oh. shout out to this podcast for helping me not sound like a dumbass for the rest of my adult life. I still do it wrong all the time, though. Constantly. But you, but you know that the mispronouncing words is the mark of having learned them from books. That's exactly what it is. So. I thought Segway was a kind of scooter and Sieg was transitioning from one idea to another. So our final message is from our long-time long listener and patron, Matt Dever. Uh, he sent a voice recording as well, so I'm just going to play that for you. So I've had many really awesome memories of the Yeah! podcast over the last uh, two years of its existence. The first memory I have that really connected me was the Grayson Trio. Uh, it was second or third uh, episode and I you got me interested in a whole new book series and I've been following your podcast ever since and I think my ultimate memory though is being invited to be part of the, the podcast uh, when we did the Harry Potter and the Order of the Phoenix that was great I just played it with my kids uh, yesterday and they were like dad you did that <laughs> and they saw a different side of me and that was cool 
And I look forward to the next hundred episodes and the next thousand episodes. You guys are awesome. Thank you. Such a good series um, that you also introduced me to that I love. And also just like, thank you, Matt. I feel like Matt has been like one of our like biggest supporters since the beginning. Um, And it's just so lovely. And we're so grateful. So, so grateful. And uh, hello, Matt did an awesome job also on Order of the Phoenix, as did all of our patrons who joined y'all. It was such a fun, it was such a fun series to listen to, especially considering the moment I found, because it really gave an opportunity for everybody to kind of, you know, kind of, kind of land in this new landscape that, that we are all facing, but while also respecting a literary work that has had, I think, a profound impact, good, bad, whatever, on so many people. So that's great. Thanks, Matt. Yeah, thank you so much. It's always nice to hear from you. I saved Matt for last because I also feel like Matt has been one of our biggest supporters and also because I have known Matt my entire life. So thank you to everybody who sent in memories. This has been so much fun going back and seeing what stuck for you, um, what stuck for us. Uh, our community is really what makes the show and it's it's been so nice to be able to be including your voices more and that's something we hope to continue doing as we go forward on to the next hundred and thousand episodes absolutely yeah it's uh it's so nice to get to interact with like I mean I love sitting in a room or a virtual room with the two of you and talking about books but it's so wonderful to get to like have those conversations be broader and like interact with other people about um, these books and these ideas. What Bailey said. (laughs) (laughs) Where do we think we'll be in the next hundred episodes? What are our, do we have like any outlandish dreams for the next hundred episodes? I know this is tough without Eunice because I want to include her in this conversation, but um, we, I guess we'll just have to do it when she and I record an episode together. I mean, I can say where I would like to see us in the next hundred episodes and then we'll see if everybody's on the same page about it I would like I said before would love to see us bringing in our audience more and more Um, I'd love to see our patreon support building and that's kind of two-part in part because as we said before we don't get paid for this and it would be (laughs) really nice uh, to not be doing it all for free but also because patreon um, allows us contact with our listener base when you're a patron like with our patrons we can message everybody we have contact information for everybody we have that like concrete link and we can invite people to be on episodes and it's it's much more concrete than just kind of throwing a question out on instagram or a call out on twitter um so i would love to see that community grow i'm also excited about the potential to continue working with montreal yafest um which is going to be virtual next year which i think is another really cool opportunity to kind of expand that community uh i i would love to you know once the world is open again um which it should be in the next hundred episodes (laughs) i think (laughs) um but i would love to get get involved in some of the other big book events like a book con and just like yeah just dive ever further into the wonderful wonderful root gummy wonderful world of YA and also do like a lot more interviews which is on me because I just don't kick myself in the pants and actually reach out to authors yeah I feel like I echo most of that like yeah just I'm excited to to keep growing the show and seeing where it goes and getting to talk to listeners more 
Um, I'm also, we've already started to do a little bit of this, but I'm excited to also, like, we've read, maybe just think one, we've read at least one really good, like, debut of a series this year, which was The Good Luck Girls, which I just loved so much. And I'm excited to, like, get to, like, see second novels of authors who we, like, loved their first work and see series continue and... And also just, like, we've talked about how much the genre has grown over the two years that we've been doing this show, and I'm really excited to see um, and talk about how the genre continues to grow and I think the really, like, good places that it's going to keep going and the places that we probably don't even know about yet. That's wild and awesome. I'd like to see us... um, I'm dreaming here, but I think that... A video episode in the next hundred episodes would be fun. Ooh. Like, so people can see our faces and can see all the eye rolling that we have to do, so that we're not constantly giggling or like just trying to express emotion without. Well, I, I do a lot of eye rolling. I, I, I'll specify, um, but yeah. So I think that would be really fun. That's what I'd like to see. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree. We can uh, we can look into how to make that happen. Yeah, that would be very fun. I think we should totally do a video call because, like, especially because we have to like try to not interrupt each other on air, and so we end up doing a lot of like non-audible emoting <laughs> when we're recording these episodes. And I feel like it would be right now. I'm talking with my hands just an incredible amount. So I think it would be it would be fun. Agreed. <laughs> Woo-woo. Uh, well, listen, folks, also, I'm noticing my computer is at uh, 12%, so oh. I think we'd better start to wrap it up for today, although mm-hmm. I would, I, I hate to do it. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I do need to both retrieve my laundry and feed myself, so. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, feeding oneself, that's a fun activity, yes. I'm so hungry. So here's to 100 episodes. Here's to 100 more episodes. Uh, Here's to our audience. You, our listeners, who really make this show worth it. Yeah. We love you all. Keep reading, folks. Mm Mm-hmm. Keep reading. Actually, keep reading with us. Yes, please. All right. Well, thanks for listening to Yeah. If you want to leave feedback, suggest a book for us to read, or just say hi, send us an email at theyapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at yapodcast, and individually, I'm at Tefferbear. I'm at the Balesosaurus. And I'm at caddy double underscore D. If you like the show and want to help us make it even better and become part of a really wonderful listener community, consider supporting us on Patreon. You can get all kinds of great perks, including early access to bonus content, shoutouts, guest appearances, and more. Head to patreon.com slash yapodcast to donate. Shout out to our wonderful patrons, Catherine Reshi, Erica Setchberry, Kat McGuire, Lizzie Tenhove, Chantal Thomas, Matt Dever, and Megan Jane. We have merch hit the merch link in the description of this episode to get some from the fine folks over at tea hook you can also always support us for free by leaving a rating and review on stitcher or apple podcasts subscribing on spotify which is easier to find now because eunice helped us set up a link tree so if you hit the link in our instagram bio you can get to us on spotify and by sharing this episode with a friend maybe a friend you know who doesn't know the show and is interested to find out kind of what we're about Special thanks to Great Bear for letting us use their song Jenny's Groove as our theme music. 
You can find their music for sale at greatbearmusic.bandcamp.com. This episode was produced by Tefera Jemian and edited by Tom Zalatani. Hi, Tom. Uh, as part of the Upfront Network, you can find out about all the great shows on our network at upfrontnetwork.com. Bye. Dungeons, Dragons, Canada, The Multiverse Theory, Corgis, Queer Representation, Reconciliation, Angels, Demons, Squirrels, Moose, Moose and Squirrels, Sorcerers, Dinosaurs, Forests, Giants, Rogues, Warlocks, Plains, Sewers, Lavender, Natural Toonie, a Canadian Dungeons and Dragons podcast, right here on the Upford Network. Hi, I'm Howard Mitnick, host of Gateway Music. Join me as I talk with people about the artists and albums that changed their lives, and about the artists and albums that changed mine. Available on the Upford Network and wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs>